Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibb, broadcasting live from the NYC. For the next time, I'm going to give you the latest entertainment and celebrity news on Wendy Williams, Amy Schumer, Mama June, Andrew Reynolds, and a whole lot more. So don't go anywhere. I'll be right back after these messages. When I was little, I didn't talk for a long time. I was sensitive to lights and sounds, so I built secret hiding places where they couldn't get in. Sometimes, I do the same things over and over, until one day, I found out I had autism. My family got me help. Slowly, I learned how to live with it better. Early intervention can make a lifetime of difference. Learn the signs at autismspeaks.org slash signs. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. 85 million adults in America have high blood pressure and are at risk of having a stroke or heart attack. You may not feel symptoms, but the results from uncontrolled blood pressure are far from silent. Get back on your treatment plan or talk with your doctor to create a plan that works for you. Go to LowerYourHBP.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its High Blood Pressure Awareness Partners. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. Brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you like the show and you want to know more about the show, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page. That way it'll give you a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, if you want to make a comment about any of today's stories, give me a call. The call-in number is 347-637-2656 and press the number 1. That's 347-637-2656 and press the number one. Also, like us on Facebook. We have a fan page. Just go to www.facebook.com slash thatsentertainment.radio. Follow us on Twitter at thatsentertain1. That's T-H-A-T-S, entertained in the number one. You can also follow me on Twitter at Stiletto14, Stiletto, like the high heel shoe, S-T-I-L-E-T-T-O, and the number 14. And also follow me on Instagram. Just go to T Jones Gibbs. That's T J O N E S G I B B S. Right now, the current temperature in the NY is a partly cloudy 50 degrees. Before I get started with the first story of the day, I'd like to give a shout out to everyone that's listening on the phone lines, on your computers. Thank you once again for joining me here on this Wednesday afternoon. So, how is everyone doing? You know, last week I took a break, but a lot, a lot of things has been happening since we last talked. A week ago. Also, uh, to remind you, today is the first day of spring. Springs arrive at 5:58 p.m. Eastern Time. 
So uh, we're getting ready for the warm weather. Um, again, you know, a lot has happened since we spoke about a week ago. Uh, since we talked, uh, there's been a college scandal going on that has hit Hollywood. Uh, actress Felicity, Felicity Huffman and Lori Loughlin, uh, they've been... Um, Arrested and charged for uh, faking their children's college applications. Uh, the ratings for the show Empire has went down, and radio stations are no longer playing Michael Jackson music. Now, and this all happened about a week ago. But on today's show, we're going to be talking about celebrities and their true. And we just found out Wendy Williams uh, confessed to all of the world that she's been living in a sober house. Uh, she has admitted that she has uh, relapsed on her addiction uh, to drugs and alcohol. So we're going to be talking about that. Also, uh, Amy Schumer tells us why you know she has a new comedy special. And she talks about why she fell in love with her husband in the first place, uh, Chef Chris Fisher. And uh, she it was kind of fun. And also she's expecting she's going to be a mother soon. We're talking about her. Also, Mama June, a.k.a. June Shannon, she and her boyfriend, Gino uh, Doak, has been arrested uh, for drug paraphernalia, uh, domestic dispute. We're talking about that. Also, friend to the show. Actor Andrew Reynolds, he has a new book out called uh, "Too Well," a new memoir called "Too Much Is Not Enough," where he described where he was sexually assaulted by a Catholic priest when he was a teenager. Now, uh, Andrew is on that new Showtime series called Black Monday, which also stars uh, my girl uh, Regina Hall and uh, Don Cheadle. Very good show. He's on that uh, new uh, Showtime show, and he he talked about, you know, with this whole thing about Catholic uh, priests, the scandal that's going on with the assaulting uh, young boys, you know, Andrew has said he's a part of it, too. He's going through a Me Too moment. Also, a director, uh, I'm sorry, also Warner Brothers chairman and CEO Kevin Sujihara, he is stepping down from his role amid a investigation into a claim that he promised actress Charlotte Kirk a film role in exchange for sex. Here we go. To talk about the Me Too movement And uh, actor Shamar Moore He's getting ready to return to his uh, Daytime The daytime soap The Young and the Restless Which started off his career And why um, Because you know they're getting ready to they do, They're do doing this tribute to the late uh, Christoph St. John And um, he talked about When the star When he had landed his This was the show that landed his, his big break so without further ado, let's get started with the most talked about stories of the week. Hit it. All right. Well, Wendy Williams says she is living in a sober house because of addiction struggles. The 54-year-old talk show host tearfully revealed the information on Tuesday to the audience at the Wendy Williams show. She says the only other people who knew about where she was living up until her announcement on Tuesday was her husband and her son. Williams says she worked out after her show and then is driven by her 24-hour sober 
coach to a home where she lives with a bunch of what like what she said quote smelly boys who have become her family. She says she has been addicted to cocaine in the past and never sought treatment. Williams returned to a talk show earlier this month for the first time since December, saying she was off because of, of continued thyroid issues associated with her grave disease. Uh, a lot of people saying, um, and uh, including her guests who came on the show this week, saying that was very brave of Wendy to admit that she had this problem and that uh, it opens a window because of her celebrity status. It opens uh, awareness to other people who are facing the same issues and that don't be afraid and to come forward and according to Wendy Williams to admit that you have this problem and don't be afraid to admit it. Uh, just uh, after she the show yesterday, after she admitted that she was staying at the sober house, she also, uh, did, I think TMZ had caught her, uh, the car had stopped, in front of the sober house and they caught her getting out of the vehicle where she went in and where everything she can uh she in a, a small room lights her out at 10 p.m uh she you know how she always talk about getting her snack and watching her shows uh she just said on her show today that she was watching a show and she had to get a tape because and she had to start watching it at 8 p.m because lights everything off electricity is off at 10 p.m so a lot of people were saying that she was very brave to come forward and that um you know she you know also she has that foundation the Hunter Foundation for people who are struggling with addiction. She had started this foundation a couple of years ago and matter of fact, I think last month she was attending a gala which was associated with her uh foundation with she and her husband uh they had put this foundation together. And uh, we just wish Wendy the best, you know, wish her well. I mean, she's I, – I haven't heard word that she's going to put her show again on hiatus, and then I also heard that the show was going to go on hiatus again and resume back in April, but I don't know as of yet. But right now she all – this week all her shows are new and live, so – we just wish her the best. I tell you that addiction is no joke, you know. And you know she and she it's, it's we knew about it because she talked about it on her show several times back in the nineties when she was a, 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 a she was on the radio station when she had her own Wendy Williams show on the radio station. She talked about uh, you know looking she would do her coke. And then get up, shower, and go to the radio station and do her show without any signs that she was going through it, you know. And you know, she she admitted this on her show. She also had written a book about her life story, and she also mentioned it in her book as well. So we we knew she had this issue. She we knew she had this problem before, but she has finally come out and said that she has a coach. That's guiding her, that's supporting her. She has a support system. She has a meetings. She has to report to that sober house every day. So she is really taking it seriously. Um, amid her uh, speaking of her addiction struggles, uh, Wendy Williams has another problem to deal with. An audience member of the Wendy Williams show revealed that she and her friend had been discriminated due to their age and race. 
talking to page six, Diane Stevens shared that she and her two friends arrived at the studio for the daytime show taping at 6.30 a.m. They were coming from the Bronx. They had to take a bus and two trains. She said, and because they had canes, they uh, they let them sit down inside the audience holding area and then the audience coordinator comes on the headset, and she looks at them and says to into the headset that, quote, I'm taking the tickets from the older people. Now, Stevens then claimed that the staff member took away their tickets before escorting them out of the building. Uh, Stephen, who is white, goes on alleging that their tickets were given to three young African-American women, and it it made her believe that the reason behind the discrimination are their age and race. Now, the show has responded to the allegation with a spokesperson saying, quote, we have the best audience in daytime and we provide a welcoming, fun environment for all of Wendy's co-hosts, as Wendy refers to her audience. So we'll see what happens. Um and then again, you never know. Uh, I, and I had I've been to the Wendy Williams show. There is a area where everybody who's coming coming to see the show. There is an area where everybody sits and wait until it's time to move into the actual studio. But I never knew if any uh, unless they came late, or maybe these women, maybe they knew the women. I don't know. We have to see. But it is it, kind of messed up because these women, have, these older women, is coming down from the Bronx to see her, and now they get the tickets taken away because the way they look and because they're walking in there with canes. Amy Schumer said that she fell in love with her husband Chris Fisher for an unexpected reason. The former Inside Amy Schumer star revealed in her new Netflix special, Amy Schumer Growing, that her husband has autism spectrum disorder, and that's what made her fall for him. Schumer said that she knew from the beginning that her husband's brain was a little different from hers. Schumer said there were signs early on, but she wasn't bothered. And once he was diagnosed, it dawned on her how funny it was because all of the characteristics that make it clear that he's on the spectrum are all of the reasons that she fell madly in love with him. The comic said her husband is unable to lie and say whatever is on his mind. Schumer also talked about her pregnancy complications for laughs. The I Feel Pretty Star has been hospitalized because of severe nausea and vomiting that can plague some pregnant women. During her special, which was filmed in Chicago in December, Schumer said that she threw up an exorcism or exorcist amount every day. And Amy and Chris had tied the knot on February 13, 2018, in Malibu, California, after a whirlwind romance. They are currently expecting their first child together. Mama June, a.k.a. June Shannon, and her boyfriend, Gino Doak, have been arrested after a domestic dispute. The pair was caught having a confrontation at a gas station in Alabama on Wednesday, March 13. Sources tell the site that a witness reported the couple alleged fight to police who responded and sent officers to the scene. When police arrived, they saw enough to arrest Gino for domestic violence, harassment, felony possession of a controlled substance, and drug paraphernalia. And, and this is according to a TMZ site. As for June, she was booked for felony possession of of a controlled substance and drug paraphernalia. 
There's no word on how much the bail was set at, but June seemed to have walked free from jail since she was able to tweet about the upcoming season three premiere of Mama June from hot to from not to hot. Now, Gino, whom the reality TV star had been dating for three years, had a long history of crime, including burglary, theft, and criminal damage to property, and has served jail time. And this is not the first arrest for June either. June also had a bad record of picking the wrong men. She previously dated Mark Anthony McDaniel Sr., who was convicted of aggravated child molestation of an eight-year-old in March of 2004. McDaniel is listed as a registered sex offender with the Georgia Sex Offender Registry. June's eldest daughter, Anna Chickadee Cardwell, confirmed that she is the child who was molested by, by McDaniel when she was eight years old. This led to the cancellation of Here Come Honey Boo Boo on TLC. And speaking of Mama June, uh, the recent arrest was not well received by her ex, Sugar Bear, a.k.a. Mike Thompson. The 39-year-old reality star is allegedly so furious at Mama June that he plans to use the opportunity to get full custody of their daughter, Honey Boo Boo, a.k.a. Alana Thompson. Mugshots of the lovebirds were released on Tuesday, March 19th. They appeared to be wearing black T-shirts and were looking down towards the floor. June didn't look too thrilled in the picture. Both of them have been released since then, but they are expected to appear in court soon. Right now we have 17 minutes after the hour. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Give, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you like the show and you want to know more about the show and you are a registered listener here on BTR, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page. That way it will send you a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, like us on Facebook. We have a fan page. Just go to www.facebook.com slash Radio. Follow us on Twitter at That's Entertain One. And you can also follow me on Twitter at Stiletto14 and on Instagram at T Jones Gibbs. Andrew uh, Rannells, who is an actor and friend to the show because we had him as a guest a couple of years ago, he was allegedly sexually assaulted by a Catholic priest when he was a teenager. The former girl star talked about the assault in a new memoir called Too Much Is Not Enough, in which he describes his relationship with Father Dominique, who he confided in as he struggled with his sexuality as a Catholic schoolboy in Omaha, Nebraska. Reynolds, who is now openly gay, thought at first that Father Dominic, a teacher at the Jesuit high school he attended, was so strong and so kind and opened up to him during a confession. Initially, Reynolds felt confronted by the priest. Then that's when things took a dark turn as he alleged that Father Dominic forcefully kissed him. Stunned by what had happened, Reynolds tried to avoid Father Dominic as much as possible for the rest of the year. But when his mother invited the priest along with some other teachers to his graduation party, a similar incident took place. After the second incident, Reynolds decided he wanted to leave Omaha and the Catholic Church behind him. And if you want to check out that interview that I had with Andrew, just go to the archives and type uh, just look up Andrew Reynolds, that's R-A-N-N-E-L-L-S, and also tune in on Sunday nights because he's on that new Showtime hitch drama called Black Monday with Don Cheadle and my girl Regina Hall. 
Director Dan Reed is looking to release a follow-up to his shocking Leaving Neverland documentary, which was focused on the 2005 Michael Jackson abuse trial. His film, which details the sexual abuse that James Safechuck and Wade Robson, Robson allegedly surfaced at the hands of Jackson as children, debuted at the Sundance Film Festival in Utah back in January and has since aired in the U.S. and the U.K. to criticism from members of the Jackson family and legal threats from the King of Pop estate officials. But undeterred, the filmmaker now wants to pick up the story where he left off and make a movie about the trial surrounding accusations that the pop superstar molested 13-year-old Gavin Arvizo. Arvizo has largely avoided the spotlight since the trial with a family friend, Louis Palanker, telling the rap a year ago, March of 2018, that he had no wish to revisit his relationship with Jackson's publicity. Meanwhile, the Jackson family and the late singer estate officials are still trying to discredit Reed, calling his film a lurid production. The estate official has also filed a $100 million lawsuit against HBO, the network behind the project. And actor Shamar Moore is returning to daytime soap, The Young and the Restless, as a tribute to his late friend, Christophe St. John. The Diary of a Mad Black Woman star landed his big break on the drama and publicly thanked St. John for showing him the ropes after his pal's death last month. The two star played siblings on The Young and the Restless, and Shamar insisted that Christoph, who played Neil Winters from 1991, was the coolest thing he had to a real life brother. Moore, who made his last appearance on the drama as Neil's brother in September of 2014, will reprise his role as Malcolm Winters on the show for two episodes airing next month, while former The Young and the Restless star Victoria Rael and my, uh, Michelle Morgan, they will also be coming back for a special tribute episode on April 29th. The news emerged at the same time as the Los Angeles coroner report regarding St. John cause of death was released, revealing he died from heart disease and an accidental alcohol overdose, and this is according to TMZ. And Warner Brothers chairman and CEO Kevin Sujahara has stepped down from his role amid an investigation into claims that he promised actress Charlotte Kirk film roles in exchange for sex. Sujahara quietly handed in his resignation after a probe was launched into his relationship with Kirk, who has had small roles in Ocean 8, How to Be Single, and Nonstop. Following the news, British actress Kirk stated that she was upset her relationship with Mary Sujahara had uh, resulted in him losing his job. The scandal came to light earlier this month after The Hollywood Reporter revealed a string of text messages between Kirk, Sujahara, and Australian businessman James Packer dating back to 2013. And you guys know that James Packer, you guys remember that name, right? That's the guy who... Uh, the guy that Marat Carey almost married, that billionaire guy that she uh, almost married after she uh, uh, got uh, after she and Nick had split up, he he's in this situation as well. Um, funny man, uh, James Corden. He's going to host the 73rd Annual Tony Awards in June. The British star last hosted the award show in 2016, and he won a Tony for Best Performance by a Leading Actor in a play for 2012 One Man, Two Governors. 
nomination for the 2019 Tony Awards will be announced on April 30th, and the ceremony will be held on June 9th at New York City's Radio City Music Hall. And Disney Pixar has finally released the first full-length trailer of Toy Story 4. That's right. Now, you thought you, you said to yourself, oh, I thought Toy Story 3 was the last installment. Well, no, it isn't. The fourth installment of Toy Story film franchise, uh, Woody has always been confident. You know, the whole movie is centered around this toy named Woody, and he's been confident about his place in the world and that his priorities are taking care of his kids, whether that Andy or Bonnie, but when Bonnie adds a reluctant new toy called Forky to her room, a road trip adventure alongside only new friends will show Woody how big the world can be for a toy. The returning cast members include Tom Hank as Woody, Tim Allen as Buzz Lightyear, Annie Potts as Bo Peep, John, uh, sorry, Joan Cusack as Jesse, Blake Clark as Slinky Dog, Wallace Shawn as Rex, and John Ratzenberger as Ham, among others. And Tony Hale voices Forky. The upcoming movie also features new characters, Ducky and Bunny, who are voiced by Jordan Peele and Keegan-Michael Key, respectively. Keanu Reeves also lends his voice for a character named Duke Kaboom, who is described as a Canadian daredevil toy with a white outfit, a mustache, and a toy motorcycle. Directed by Josh Cooley, the animated movie comedy movie is set to be released in the U.S. on June 21st. Right now, we have uh, 25 minutes after the hour. Uh, coming up after the music break, we're going to be talking about Miss Cardi B. Well, she's getting ready to return as a stripper, but not for what you think. She's getting ready to join Jennifer Lopez in a new movie about a group of former erotic dancers. So I'll give you the uh, information on that. And Leonardo DiCaprio... Uh, has teased fans about unveiling the first official poster of his upcoming movie, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, you know, he's rarely, he rarely uses uh, his social media page for movies, uh, marketing purposes, but he shared the artwork for the Quentin Tarantino direct movie on Monday, and a lot of people have a lot to say about it. He's also on the poster with co-star Brad Pitt, so we'll be talking about that. Also, uh, we I was talking to you earlier in the show about that college scandal between actress uh, uh, Lori Loughlin. Well, uh, Netflix has distanced themselves from her because you remember she had that movie, and also she's uh, the Fuller House reboot is on Netflix, so they are kind of distancing herself, uh, distancing themselves from her. So I'll tell you more about it. And rapper T.I., he has resumed filming on his reality TV series, Friends and Family Hustle, following the death of his sister. All those stories and more coming up in the next half hour, so don't go anywhere.
with them becoming the first group to debut at the top in over 20 years and the first family band to ever bow at number one. Sucker is also the only is also only the 34th single to achieve a number one Hot 100 debut in the chart's 60-year history. Congratulations to them. Uh, as we went to the music break, I was telling you uh, about Miss um, Cardi B. Uh, she is getting re- uh, is returning to her stripper roots to join Jennifer Lopez in a new movie about a group of former erotic dancers who turned the tables on their rich white street client white street. I'm sorry, Wall Street clients. Crazy Rich Agent star Constant Wu, Riverdale star uh, Lily Reinhardt, Julia Stiles, and Kiki Palmer are also in talks to feature in Hustlers at Scores, which will serve as Cardi B feature film debut. Writers and director Lorraine Scarferia movie is inspired by a 2016 New York Magazine article, and the shoot will begin in New York City this weekend, March 22nd. STX Film is producing alongside Lopez, Elaine Goldsmith-Thomas, and Benny Medina, as well as Adam McKay and Will Farrell. J-Lo, who collaborated with Cardi B on the track De Niro last year, has been working out for a new role by perfecting her pole dancing moves at home. She took stripper lessons from Circus Soleil Acrobat to limber up for her new movie. Lopez also went on a strict 10-day, no-sugar, no-carb diet to prepare for the role. And also, you know, I was talking about early in the show a lot what's going on. We can go, congratulations to Jennifer Lopez and uh, Alex Rodriguez. They just got engaged. So congratulations to them. Leonardo DiCaprio has teased fans by unveiling the first official poster of his upcoming movie, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. The Academy Award-winning actor who rarely uses his social media page for movie marketing purposes shared the artwork for the Quentin Tarantino direct movie on Monday. The one-sheet features DiCaprio and his co-star Brad Pitt dressing like they're in the 1960s. The former looks suave in a brown leather jacket and khaki pants, while Pitt dresses more casually in a white T-shirt, an unbuttoned yellow Hawaiian shirt, and jeans. But the excitement was marred with backlash as some people noticed that DiCaprio and Pitt look heavily photoshopped in the poster. Another chime in saying another Twitter person said that they said that Brad Pitt's face looked as if he was pasted on. Like, he was pasted on Matthew McConaughey's body. Mm. The movie previews faced a similar backlash when Sony accidentally uploaded an image file of the pair showing all the edit made to the original shot. It appeared that edits were made to remove wrinkles on Pitt's shin and to tighten DiCaprio's shin. The company, however, insisted that the two actors didn't request the touch-ups. Sony has not responded to the backlash regarding the movie poster. Once Upon a Time is set in Los Angeles in 1969 at the height of hippie Hollywood. The movie tells the story of a washed-up Western star played by DiCaprio and his longtime stunt double played by Pitt as they try to find success in Los Angeles film industry in 1969 with the actor happening to live next door to Sharon Tate who is later tragically murdered by the followers of cult leader Manson. The Manson family murders will serve as the backdrop of the story. 
Margot Robbie, well, she, she will star as Sharon Tate with Lena Dunham, Dakota Fanning, Al Pacino, Austin Butler, Timothy Oliphant, Kurt Russell, James Marvin, uh, Emily Hirsch, Maya Hawke, Tim Roth, Michael Madsen, Rumor Willis, and Bruce Dern all are taking on supporting roles. The film was written by Tarantino and is scheduled for a July 26th release here in the United States. And more actors have joined the cast of the upcoming revival of The Twilight Zone on CBS All Access. Fans have been given one more reason to further hype the new series as it has tapped Chris O'Dodd to star in one episode. According to Deadline, the Get Shorty star is set to make an appearance in the episode titled The Blue Scorpion. He will star opposite Amy Landecker in the episode. Meanwhile, details of his character have yet to be revealed. And hailing from Get Out, director Jordan Peele, who also serve as the host and narrator of the reboot, The Twilight Zone, has enlisted a ton of talents for his cast. Uh, among them are Stephen Yen, uh, Betty Gabriel, Seth Rogen, Sanaa Lathan, John Cho, Greg Kinnear, and Adam Scott. And Kinnear and Yen, they're all set to share screen in an episode titled The Traveler, while Lathan will appear in an episode called Rewind. Uh, fellow cast member Jacob Tremblay will portray the lead character in an episode titled The Wonderkind, in which Cho will join in a supporting role capacity. Last month, CBS All Access dropped its first full-length trailer for the new show featuring unsettling coincidences, non-existent memories, as well as disruption of the natural order of the universe. It glimpsed a slew of episodes from the upcoming series, hinting at interesting elements that will take the center part of the series. Created by Rod Sterling in 1959, the original Twilight Zone was a classic science fiction anthology series with each science fiction, fantasy, or horror episode playing out a self-contained, moralistic story, often with a memorable twist. It ran for five seasons until 1964. And Netflix Fuller House has distanced himself from star Laurie uh, Loughlin after the actress was embroiled in a college admission scam scandal. A new report suggests that Lori, who reprises her role as Aunt Becky in the sequel of Full House, will not return to the show upcoming fifth and final season. Sources revealed to The Hollywood Reporter that filming for the final season, which is scheduled to arrive on Netflix in the fall, hasn't started yet. However, the whole scandal reportedly won't affect the production since there are no current plans for her to return. Both Netflix and Warner Horizon Television, which produces the series, have declined to comment on the report. Lori occurred on the series as Aunt Becky, the role she played on 19, since 1997 to 1995 uh, television series Full House. She had appeared in 13 of the new show's 57, 57 episodes. Laurie and Desperate Housewives alum Felicity Huffman were among 50 people arrested in the FBI Operation Varsity Blues, which exposed widespread college admission bribery involving top universities like the University of Southern California, Yale, and Stanford. Felicity was arrested on March 12, along with college prep business founder William Rick Singer, who was allegedly at the helm of it. Laurie's husband, designer Massimo, who we all know who designed for the Target brand, um, uh, his name is uh, Janelli. He was arrested on Tuesday. I'm sorry, his name is Mosismo Janulli. He was arrested on Tuesday while the actress turned herself in to the authorities a day later. 
Lori and her husband are accused of paying bribe totaling $500,000 in exchange for having their two daughters uh, designated as recruits for the USC crew team, despite the fact that they did not participate in crew therapy facilitating their mission to USC. Uh, there's been a lot of a debate on this uh, college scam. You know, a lot of uh, the two actresses who have co-starred with them in shows just said that it was a disgrace. It was disgraceful. And uh, there's even a tape with uh, Felicity in, in her, I think in, I think in Desperate Housewives, where she joked about paying a money to send her child to a college. And Lori even though she started her career as a model, because I, I, I can go, I remember when Lori was a model, I remember looking at my Seventeen magazine, and she was always throughout the pages. I remember her back then as a model. And she talked about, you know, not having the opportunity to go to college, so she didn't, she wanted her children to have that experience and that opportunity, but to pay and to doctor uh papers and photos of them being athletes, that's just going too far. And there's so many athletes and there's so many kids out here who have the 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 have the scores and have the talent to go to these uh Ivy League school or these prestigious universities, but they don't have the resources. And remember um a I think last year there was a young lady who it was in the news where uh she she took her SAT scores for the first time, and she didn't do so well. Her scores were very low, and then she she really hit the books. She studied really hard this time and got a really good score. She got a really high score, and they wanted to accuse her of cheating. See, this is what I'm talking about. Somebody who, who put in the time, the work, who wanted to get a better score, and they accused her of cheating. I remember when I took the SAT, uh, I, I remember the first time I took it, my scores weren't the best. But I was like, that young lady, I just took the time, I studied, I took it several times until it, I, I, I had score enough, score high enough to get to the college that I wanted to go to. So, just a mess. Rapper T.I. has resumed filming on his reality TV series, Friends and Family Hustle, following the death of his sister. Precious Harris, who was 66, passed away in late February after uh, suffering an asthma attack while driving her brother's Dodge Avenger. She died a week later after smashing the vehicle into a pole. Uh, T.I. halted production as soon as he heard his sister had been hospitalized, and following her death, the rapper wrote, quote, We love you dearly, baby girl, unquote. His show is one of VH1's longest-running staples. And ever since Mac Miller shockingly passed away last year, Ariana Grande has never stopped honoring the late rapper whenever there's a chance. And that was what the 25-year-old Grammy-winning songstress did when she kicked off her Sweetener World Tour in Albany, New York, on Monday night. Those in attendance at the concert took to social media to share that several of Mac's songs were played at the Time Union Center before Ariana took the stage. In addition to playing her ex-boyfriend's songs during the show, Ariana opened the concert by singing Raindrops that many people believe is about her breakup with Mac. 
This is hardly the first time Ariana honored Mac following his tragic death in September of 2018. Uh, for instance, she got a new ink on her foot that was dedicated to the deceased rapper's name, dog name, Myron. The, ty- uh, the tattoo covered up an ink that she got to honor ex-fiancé Pete Davidson's father. Mac passed away on September 7, 2018, of an accidental drug overdose due to mixed drug toxicity of fentanyl, alcohol, and cocaine. This is what the Los Angeles County Coroner Office confirmed. He was 26 years old. Right now we have uh, 26 minutes left remaining in the show. I'm going to go ahead and take another music break, and when we come back I'm going to give you the last main stories of the day, so don't go anywhere. Crazy. remaining in the show. Uh, that was the latest from uh, Ms. Selena Gomez, Jay Balvin, Taney, uh, Can't Get Enough, and Benny Blanco. Nicki Minaj, uh, she honored the victims of the 2017 Manchester Arena bombing as she performed at the venue on Monday night, March 18th. 
the star-shaped singer performed in the British city as part of the Nikki World Tour on Monday and took time out of her set to honor the 22 people who lost their lives and hundreds more that were injured in the bombing outside her pal's Ariana Grande's concert there on May 22, 2017. Her tribute was met with cheers from the audience who turned on their cell phone lights. Nikki shared a video on Instagram of her singing as the crowd waved their lights and wrote in the caption that Manchester has stolen my heart. Nikki is close friends with Ariana, and they have collaborated numerous times on hits like Bang Bang, Side to Side, and The Light is Coming. Nikki Manchester concert coincide with the launch of Ariana's latest track, the Sweetener World Tour, which kicked off, like we mentioned uh, earlier, uh, kicked off in Albany, New York on Monday night. Ariana tour continues in Boston, Massachusetts today on Wednesday, the same night Nikki plays in Luxembourg. And country star Kane Brown is hitting back at a breach of contract lawsuit filed against him by producer Paolo Don the, the Don. Uh, the What If star was previously sued by Paolo, real name Jamal Jones, amid allegations suggesting that Brown had broken the terms of a recording agreement they had signed in 2015. And according to Paolo, he offered to produce a project for Brown via his company, Zone 4, which involved the singer releasing one album for the firm and granting executive 50% of its royalty, as well as 25% of all profits made from live shows, collaborations, sponsorship deals, and other ventures. However, Brown and his representatives subsequently struck a separate deal with Sony Music Entertainment bosses who own RCA Nashville and signed with Universal Music Publishing Group, too. Paolo, who produced Kane's breakout single, Used to Love You Sober, claimed Brown lawyer abruptly terminated their Zone 4 contract and the country's hitmaker therefore still owes him a cut of earnings and advances received for both label agreements. However, Kane has since filed a countersuit accusing Paolo of handing him a fraudulent deal by failing to disclose a business agreement the producer had in place with Epic Records, effectively tying Brown to the label without his knowledge. He is seeking to have Paolo's lawsuit dismissed while he is also requesting to be reimbursed for any and all proceeds and revenue from the Zone 4 deal. The case is ongoing. And the wait is finally over. Michael Lang finally announced the full lineup for the highly anticipated Woodstock 50 during a press conference at Jimi Hendrix Electric Lady Studio in New York City yesterday. Among the confirmed headliners for the annual festivals are uh, the festival is Jay-Z, Miley Cyrus, The Killers, and more. And during the three-day event, Miley and The Killers are going to entertain the crowd on the first day along with the likes of Run the Jewels, Akon, Princess Nakia, and more. And on the other hand, Jay-Z is set to headline on the final day with Imagine Dragons, Halsley, and Janelle Monet joining him. Also performing on the third day are Common, Vince Staples, and Brandy Carlisle, among others. And as for the second day, Chance the Rapper and Dead and Company will take the stage to offer their best performances. Joining them on the second day are Portugal, The Man, Greta Van Fleet, Margot Price, and more. The event will take place from August 16th to the 18th in Watkins Glen in upstate New York, where the acts will perform on three stages, Peace Stage, Love Stage, and Music Stage. The three keywords were used in the key art for the original fest back in 1969, which Lang also produced. Tickets for Woodstock 50 will go on sale to the general public starting from, uh, from April 22nd. 
And rapper 21 Savage made his concert comeback on Saturday, March 16th, a month after he was detained and threatened with deportation over a visa violation. The British national, whose real name is Shia bin Abraham Joseph, returned to the stage to perform at Clayton Beach Bar in South Padre Island in Texas over the weekend, delivering a rendition of hits like Noah Vance, No Heart, and A Lot for Fans. The gig marked the 26-year-old first live show since spending 10 days in custody of Immigration and Customs Enforcement agents in Georgia after he was charged for allegedly overstaying his non-immigrant visa, which dates back to when he was a child. The case is still ongoing. And the Jacksons, or Jackson 5, they put the drama of leaving Neverland documentary and niece Paris Jackson medical emergency behind them over the weekend to perform in Brazil. The Sao Paulo show served as a tribute to their late brother Michael, who is the subject of Dan Rees' damning uh, film into decades of child molestation allegations against the King of Pop. Uh, performing songs such as I Want You Back, ABC, and Dancing Machine, Tito Jackson announced the show was dedicated to Michael, telling fans he is everything and will be re- represented on the stage. The Jackson show featured Tito and his brother Marlon, Randy, and Jackie. Jermaine, he had to sit out the Brazil concert because he was too sick to travel. The family group South American tour ends in Chile on Saturday, March 23rd. The Jacksons are currently suing HBO bosses for airing the Leave in Neverland documentary, which featured two of Michael alleged victims, James Safechuck and Wade Robson. Meanwhile, Paris was hospitalized in Los Angeles on Saturday morning, March 23rd, after reportedly trying to take her own life. The 20-year-old and sources close to the family has denied the suicide angle, insisting that Jackson, who is now 20, was hospitalized after an accident at her home. And the surviving members of the Beastie Boys, they are set to unveil a special live show directed by frequent collaborator Spike uh, Jones. Rapper Michael Mike D. Diamond and Adam Adrock Horowitz, they have announced a trio of dates for the Beastie Boys story, which will be staged in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania on April 5th and in the band's native Brooklyn, New York on April 8th and 9th. It's not clear what the show will entail, but they are likely linked to the duo's recently released autobiography, Beastie Boys, Rock, uh, Beastie Boys Book. And uh, actor Tom Holland is reuniting with his Avengers Infinity War director Anthony and Joe Russo for a film adaptation of the 2018 book Cherry. The Spider-Man homecoming star is in talks to lead the cast of the real-life drama about a young Army veteran who struggled with extreme post-traumatic stress disorder, better known as PTSD, and develops an opioid addiction after returning home from Iraq. He ends up robbing banks, resulting in his arrest and subsequent conviction and incarceration in 2011. The autographical book was written by Nico Walker, who will remain behind bars for robbery until 2020. Production is expected to begin this summer. Cherry 2020 will mark the filmmaker's siblings' first big screen project since dedicating the last few years to working on movies for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. They initially directed 2014 Captain America, The Winter Soldier, and went on to work with stars including Holland for 2016 Captain America Civil War, last year's Avengers Infinity War, and the forthcoming Avengers Endgame. 
And Queen may be heading back to theaters with the Bohemian Rhapsody sequel following the movie Four Wins at the 2019 Academy Awards. Rudy Dozadol, I guess that's how you pronounce it, who directed dozens of music videos for the rock band, says that the band and its management are discussing a follow-up to the 2018 biopic. The biopic star Rami Malik as Queen frontman Freddie Mercury end with the band's iconic Live Aid performance in 1985. Shiz Dolezal, words to be trusted, the potential sequel will pick up where the first movie left off, which is around the time that Dolezal began working with Queen. He started directing videos for the band in 1985 with a One Vision clip. One of Queen's remaining members, Brian May, has previously hinted that he's open to the idea of a sequel for Bohemian Rhapsody. He said during an interview in December, quote, I think Live Aid is a good point to leave it. Who knows, there might be a sequel, unquote. A rep for Queen's record label, however, says that they have not heard about plans of a sequel. Bohemian Rhapsody chart Freddie Mercury rise to fame from when he joined the band in 1970 to their 1985 Live Aid performance at the original Wembley Stadium in London. Malik won Best Actor at the Academy Awards for his portrayal of the band Frontman. It's also He also nabbed the Oscar for Best Film Editing, Best Sound Editing, and Best Sound Mixing. Brian Singer was fired before filming completed after a report feud with the lead actor Malik and was replaced by Dexter Fletcher. Singer will receive the directing credit while Fletcher was credited with uh, as the executive producer. And Brie Larson stunned Captain Marvel fans by showing up to a number of screens of the film during its opening weekend. Wearing a custom tracksuit in the style of an iconic uniform that she wore in the film, Larson appeared before the crowd to thank them for their support. She was also seen carrying a soft drink with her own face on and as she was casually entering the auditorium. And throughout the evening, Larson also worked the concession stand. She was serving popcorn and soda to fans. The film, which is Marvel Studios' first female lead feature, wrapped up the weekend with $153 million at the North American Domestic box office. The movie also tops the global box office, opening with $302 million on its first weekend. Wow. And uh, rapper Meek Mills and Nipsey Hussle have been hitting the recording studio to work on a joint album. The I'm a Boss hitmaker previously voiced his interest in working with Nipsey in December, and now the two stars have started to turn that dream into a reality. Nipsey recently confirmed the news during an interview on Los Angeles radio station Real 92.3, revealing they are aiming for a summer release. Nipsey isn't the only rapper Meek has been in the studio with. He's also lining up a track with J. Cole. It's not known whose next album the Coles, that the, the Cole song will feature on, but Meek has been working hard on a follow-up to his 2018 comeback album, Championships. His first full-length release is Walking Free from Prison last April after serving time for a probation violation. Well, that will do it for me for this week. Tune in next time when we do it all over again. Enjoy this first day of spring, and uh, also have a great week. Stay safe, and I will talk to you next time. Take care.